Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nico Blitz Podcast. Episode 20-some. We got the POV king in the building, DJ Kizza. Um, do, do you want to hop on this intro? This is for the audio portion. What up, Kizza? What's up, man? You know, I normally don't have my guests here for the intro, but Kizza's here. You might see him on TikTok. You might see him on Twitch with the craziest overlays on both Twitch and TikTok. You might see him pointing up at the sky <laughs> while he's making a video. I might be pointing up right now. He might be point. He's probably always just pointing up, because why? I mean, I had I literally had nothing fly to say after that. I was just trying to see if I could pull something out of my ass. But here we are, man. DJ Kizza, everybody. Y'all already know who the fuck he is, so we're just gonna get straight to it. Nico Blitz podcast. We in here. Oh my god, is that Nico Blitz? Nico Blitz podcast. We in the twenties, somewhere in the twenties. And for the people who are not looking at this on YouTube, I'm actually wearing a DJ Kizza shirt because shout out to my next guest, DJ Kizza. <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. And for the people who are, again, also not watching this on YouTube, he's actually wearing a shirt of mine. We thought we'd do this kind of as just like a little gag. <laughs> well, I don't know if gag is the right word. So super pause on the gag. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> oh so. My God. How how you doing, Kizza? He came all the way from San Diego just for this. Uh, you know, uh, it's just chilling, like you know, the usual blowing up on social media. Damn. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like I've seen Kizza's IG go from like 1,000 to like 13,000 in what seems like just since the top of 2022. Yes, yeah, the second month of the year, like. It's the third month of the year now. Well, it's March yeah, now, bro. Well, yeah, well, like it happened on the second week of February where like I jumped from like 3,000 to 13K. Crazy, it's, bro. It's hella crazy. It's so interesting because I know, um, well, for first of all, people should know that we met on Twitch mm-hmm. back in what? I don't know, September or October of 2020? October. October, like end of, like around Halloween, the week of Halloween. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I think um, we were just trying to figure out I don't even know how we met. Were you just like in one of the chat rooms or? I think someone rated you. I can't remember who rated you on Twitch. I just happened to be there. And like, it was like your old setup. Like you had one turntable and the mixer. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, you know, like I think the, the that was like the fir- very first stream I tuned in and like everyone in the chat was like, 
messing around with you talking about Ferrero Rocher or something. Oh, that was the stream. Yeah, it was oh, that stream. Shit. Man, I couldn't wow. forget that stream after that. Like, <laughs> so for everybody who was not up on that stream, and it's so funny because as TikTok likes to say, you just unlocked a core memory. <laughs> so. The oh, Pharaoh yeah. Rocher thing, it was funny because someone had put that in the Twitch chat. And for the love of God, I haven't been able to pronounce that correctly my entire life. So I, I think I said like Ferro Rochi or Ferro Ferro Rocher or yeah. something like that. I don't yeah. fucking know. And I was like, I was like like typing in the chat like Freddie Roach, Freddie Freddy Roach. Freddie Roach. <laughs> Shout out to Freddie Roach. So I don't know. I still to this day don't know how to pronounce uh, Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but that was essentially the chat where me and Kizza had met on Twitch. I, we hadn't met each other in real life for a couple months after that, bro. It was uh-huh. kind of interesting. Like yeah, maybe think, six months or something. Yeah, like I, don't I know. met you. Like vir- virtually met you on Twitch October, and then like it was like first week November. You hit me up for the. The Filipino Typhoon Relief Fund. That's right. Yeah, yeah, like you yeah, just straight yeah. up the end, man. I was like, yeah, I'm down to be part of it. Yeah. So for people who don't know about that either, um, we put together, we helped put together like a huge um, relief fund for the Philippines Typhoon. I th- what, damn, what was the name of the typhoon uh, again? It was a Typhoon ooh. Goni. Yeah, I think it was Typhoon Goni, but basically the Philippines got hit with a super big typhoon back in like 2020 and you know we raised funds together and it was interesting because we brought together a lot of filipino djs not only from california but across the u.s and across the uk across the entire world basically and i didn't realize how many filipino djs there were across the world oh man it's like super saturated with filipino djs but it's dope it is dope it's dope it's so dope to see. Who are like some of your favorite Filipino DJs to watch, like just on Twitch, especially during that time when we didn't even realize there were so many dope people. Oh man, it was, uh, for sure Mia Moore. Yes, for like how young she is. Yes, it's like you don't see that often on Twitch either. Like at least like any young streamers in general on Twitch. Um, who else? There's there so. I many. think Jeff Nang was super dope. Yeah, Jeff Nang. Yeah, I liked. I really liked tuning into his streams. Like the way he like it also like sing on. On his streams in general, too, play music. It's yeah. just so different from like all the other DJ streams. He would like sing and have auto tune in the back yeah, while with, he's actually DJing. Yeah, with this like talk box and like he put it in his the mouth pause. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it sounds like, you know, the Roger Troutman type of music, you know? Like, he sounded like the Filipino MC Magic. <laughs> Something along those lines. Oh, man. But man, it, it was good times, bro. Like Twitch. Twitch during that time was just super fun. I think at that time we were also trying to do, um, a what was it? We were doing like a raid train where we were trying to go for a was it a week straight? Oh my god, are you talking about the hundred hours? Yeah, we were trying to do one hundred hours straight of like just planned raids. That was exhausting. That was exhausting. But it, yeah, it was exhausting. I think we might have started it like at the start of the typhoon relief, and then we just said, "Fuck it, let's just keep on going." Yeah, because like I think uh, you were coming up with ideas like on raiding each other and whatnot, like max raids related to Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I think uh, you you engaged or like I was really engaged with it, and then also I'm that guy Rai. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Rai. Yeah, shout out to Rai, and we just like. Kept throwing ideas at each other. The next thing you know, we just like had this sudden idea of like, yo, what if we just go a hundred hours straight? 
And like, I freaking, I, I remember like, cause it was so ill-planned. Like we kind of like did it off the fly. I had to go live like three times one day. Dude. Yes. <laughs> I remember bro. There would be nights where I think you would just be like, Hey bro, like, can you hop on at like four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck it. I mean, we're just going to get this raid. <laughs> yeah, one I mean, time. We're in a pandemic too. So it's just like, no, no one's doing anything. I know we were so yeah. fucking bored. It's so crazy looking back at those times and thinking, Wow, we for sure would not be able to do that now. Yeah, we we're, we're totally not. <laughs> Everyone's working now. At the time, no one was working. We just have Twitch, and you're just doing whatever. You're either on TikTok or Twitch or whatever. Yeah, I think um the interesting part, one interesting stream I came across of yours, um aside from the Neo Night, by the way, because we <laughs> I do want to get to that. But like you had like a whole maybe like hour or two of just jazz music. Oh yeah, that was that was also impromptu because <laughs> like I think uh. It was a morning stream. It was. It was like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do a jazz stream. It's like you don't see a lot of deep, like jazz streams often on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was different, like totally different from like all the upbeat, up tempo stuff you hear like at like either at night or sometimes even in the morning at like nine a.m. or ten a.m. Like it's just hella ratchet shit. In the morning. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because even during those days, like, I mean, if we were probably DJing, let's just say on average, like, two or three times a day, right? Mm -hmm. At maybe, like, two hours. So we were probably doing, like, five, six hours of streaming every day at that time. Damn, maybe. It didn't feel like it. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. But my point is that, like, we were listening to so much music at such a high pace rate, and we were all always on Twitch, like, what felt like 24-7 because we had nothing else to do. For real. So to hear a jazz stream come out of nowhere was so refreshing. It's like, yeah. no hip-hop, no arm, no none of this shit that we're used to playing. Yeah. I think it was at that point I knew you would, like, take a risk and just, like, do random shit, uh -huh. which was fun, and which is why, like, I was so drawn to your streams. I'm like, okay, he'll, he'll take a chance <laughs> on some random shit. Yeah, I think, like, Twitch, <laughs> Twitch helped me become more spontaneous with my sets now and like also expanded my music taste because i think before twitch i was just only stuck on like hip-hop r&b and whatnot and then twitch helped me explore like other genres like edm i wasn't even into edm like that yeah or house and like also like it got it made me more comfortable playing rock music for sure because like i i was into it but like i just never thought like who plays rock music on like a dj stream or like in general like i Dude. just never thought of it and like when I came across like Newell streams and other streamers too, it's just like wow. I've, now I feel more comfortable playing this music now. That's why when I first started on Twitch and I realized you can play so many different genres, I feel like it allowed me to become a better DJ in that sense because there were so many songs that I couldn't play. Whether it be I couldn't play it on oh, yeah. radio, I felt like I couldn't play it at a club or even just like at a lounge gig or whatever. So it really helped me expand not only my library, but it also allowed me to take a huge risk. And those huge risks really just being just play the fucking music that you want to play. Yeah, for real. Like, oh, man, I loved Twitch as a platform just because like you get to express your personality through the your song selection. Your music choices. And, like, the way I expressed it, I liked a lot of video game edits. And <laughs> it's a video game platform, so it was only right. 
You know? <laughs> it only made sense. Yeah. It really yeah. only made sense. That's why one of the edits that you sent me, I want to say maybe it was like two or three months ago, it was the Pokemon way too sexy edit. <laughs> yeah. And you had you had just tried to do it on stream, and I'm like, bro, you should make this an actual edit. <laughs> like, it sounds pretty yeah. fucking dope. Oh, man. That was... Man, like, uh, another thing, too, is, like, the overlays that, like, I started coming up with, like, also complemented, like, the music that I would, like, pick just for the streams. Like... If I have like a Pokemon edit, I put like a Pokemon background. Yeah, on. yeah, and like it really just like set myself apart from like among other streamers as well, just because like you don't really see that often. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll admit when I had my green screen up, I don't really do it anymore because I'm just like fuck it. I'm just gonna show everyone the all natural like fucking room that I'd be working <laughs> out of. Right, I don't care anymore. Um, but the backgrounds that I had were pretty. I mean, they were still me, right? Like mm -hmm. I had like. Um, backgrounds of like San Francisco, Daily City, what, wherever, right? But when it came to your overlays, bro, like I was like, man, I don't know if anybody could really compete with this shit because you just had like an overlay for literally any single moment, whether it be Animal Crossing, Pokemon cards, or even just like create like a crazy dance floor with just all these recognizable characters. Yeah, I had like over fifty overlays. Oh my god, yeah. bro! Yeah, fifty, like fifty scenes. Yeah, it was crazy. And like, I, I, I will say, like, there's probably like one person who has like top tier overlays, and it's probably Cam Girl. Oh, Cam yeah. Girl has some really. She good has some overlays. dope overlays, and like, I know she had like been working with like uh one of her moderators, just being Kyle. Yeah, yeah, like, because I know he would do a lot of. Her overlays, like, designed it all. Like, she has some dope overlays, like a McDonald's one. There's, like, a Tesla one. Also, some Pokemon cards ones. And, like, I had the honor to, like, also, like, get, like design one of her overlays. It was the genius one that I had. Mm. Yeah, because, like, I know she really she really liked that on my channel. And I, like, I think around her birthday, I just gave her, like, a genius one. And, yeah, she started using it. It was just it was pretty dope to see on her Twitch streams and whatnot. So. Yeah, you you actually gave me one of those um, genius overlays. Oh yeah, too. I did. Yeah, yeah, it was fire, bro. I mean, except for the fact that I couldn't wear a yellow, otherwise it would have <laughs> just like blended in with the green screen. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it, like it's so dope, and it it was cool. I actually ran across one of my like um, clips from like last year, and it's like a video of my niece watching me on TV. And on T, because Twitch was uh -huh. on TV, and on TV it was like the Nico Blitz genius overlay, and I'm like, man, uh. like, we really making it out here, man. My <laughs> niece is fucking watching me on TV. Oh, but you know, I think what's cool about Twitch is just that, like, I would have probably never known you if it wasn't for it, bro. Like, yeah, the it's not even an idea. The fact that the internet has created relationships between the DJ community, it's something that was very unprecedented, but now I realize it was very much so needed. Def most definitely. Like I, to be honest, when I first started DJing, I didn't have that many DJ friends like that, especially in San Diego. <laughs> like I, I'm just keeping it real. Like I didn't have, there's like not many young DJs my age that were DJing with like also the, the whole turntable battle setup and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And like, like some of them, I think I had like a mentor figure, Ace Funk. He he moved to the Bay, so like I didn't really have any other DJ friends out in San Diego at the time, like 2019 to 2020. And when COVID hit and like lockdown happened, like I got introduced to streaming some like through my mentor, and mm. I didn't really pick it up until like maybe like 
June. Yeah, June, May or June. And I was just like, I was still trying to get the feel of it and whatnot. And like over time, like I just made more friends and friends and friends. And I met you and like sooner or later, like that circle of no DJ friends just became the whole yeah. circle of DJ friends. Now I feel like now all we have is DJ friends. <laughs> yeah, for real. It, it's just, it's so cool though. Cause it's like, I could finally talk about DJ stuff with people. Cause like, dude, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Because I just felt like I was just so much in a bubble over here in LA. So granted, you know, before pandemic, I would say like my DJ friends, friends were like Grace K town and like DJ Mish, my boy Rymix, mm-hmm. but we're all still kind of like busy in our own worlds to where it's like we can't actually sit down and have these DJ conversations with each other. Yeah. Like before the podcast, we were talking about the fucking Nexus versus the S9. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I would have to say the Nexus is the worst club uh, mixer you can ever work with. Why can't we make the S9 a standard at the clubs? For real. <laughs> oh my god I hate, the nexus gave me nightmares gave me headaches oh my god bro especially the original nexus not the like not the newer one like the nexus or 900 nexus 2 the original 900 nexus the worst yeah the worst at this point just give me an sb and i'll be cool i, I could figure it out <laughs> I, i'd rather dj off of a controller <laughs> than that <laughs> oh my god but how did you um how did you even start djing like when did you dj so, I, I I officially started in 2017, but I was into it, like, when I was eighth grade in middle school. And I was, like, I was one of those people, I was claiming I was a DJ, but I was originally, I had the DJ app on my phone, and mm. I had music, and then I was just, like, learning how to mix through there. Scratching but, on the iPhone? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then, like, like first year of, my, uh, of college at San Diego State, I got like this DJ app on my computer. It wasn't Serato, it was just the algorithm DJ app that's also on the iPhone. And my uncle, my uncle Jun, he was like been a DJ for like several years now. And I also have a grandpa or like he's not by not by blood, but like he's more of like a grandpa figure. Okay. And uh he's like also been like a DJ for a minute too as well. They've both been doing weddings and whatnot. And uh my uncle I asked him like I wanted to get into DJing now, and like he I he finally let me. He gave me like my first pair of turntables, Technic twelve hundreds, oh lit, and a Vestax PMC 6 and that's what I started off with. And like, also a Serato box, it, the SL three, yeah, yeah, SL three. No. I'm so happy. First of all, first of all, I'm so happy I've never had to work with a Serato box. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't really record any mixes on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm all right with that. Yeah. So then your uncle and your grandpa basically got you into DJing yeah. at like 2017. Yeah, 20, 2017, uh, I was like 18 years old. Um, like they didn't, like I mostly learned the business aspect of it through that. Oh. Because I started learning more of like, because I, I started doing wedding gigs with them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I started doing wedding gigs when I first started. But like I was in like... Like, I was still brand new, so, like, I wasn't actually... I, I'd only probably do the open dance, and that was it, and also just a bunch of the lifting and whatnot. A lot of lifting. <laughs> lifting a every single of, speaker. They, they, they took advantage of, like, my youth and my back, because I still got my, my back, my, all that strength I have still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they're all getting old, unfortunately, but, you know, it's just... That's why I was there. Like, I'm, like, the new generation, 
And like I, I mostly taught myself. I learned a little bit through my uncle with beat matching when I first when he first gave me his setup. But I mostly taught myself, learned from like YouTube videos and whatnot. And then I met my mentor figure at the time, Ace Funk. Mm. And like I learned how to like I think I was learning how I was teaching myself how to scratch first, not mix. <laughs> totally, totally do not recommend learning that first. But Too, yeah. I wanted to learn how to scratch first because I thought that that was dope. And also picked up like my own like Newmark PTO on scratch and learn how to scratch on vinyl first. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's how like I like got into it. And then like I met my mentor figure, Ace Funk, and like I just was so inspired by his scratching and he was like also still new to the game as well. And like from there, like I was just like I just kept practicing and practicing. But like I also still was stuck on this old Best Tax PMC06. So I couldn't really do gigs anywhere. I'm not even going to lie, bro. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what that is it's at like, all. Only like a turntablist or like, you know, like probably like the old heads would know. Now, shout it, out to the old heads. Yeah. Like like, <laughs> like the OGs. The OGs would know yeah, yeah, what yeah. that is. Yeah, of course. But like, yeah, it's like a really old mixer for a fact. I know for a fact it's really old because like I think the the my fader was like screwed up and I couldn't really do anything like crazy anymore on it. I was like probably cutting up too much on the yeah. fader. And I eventually saved up for like a Rain 72. Oh, the good old Rain 72. Mm-hmm. That's something I do know. Yeah, the rest. <laughs> Dude. But it's so interesting how, because for people who aren't DJs, I think it's a very interesting way how you learned how to scratch first before actually mixing. Because I, I mean, at least speaking for myself mm-hmm. and a couple people who I do know, that the blending came first. Oh, it's yeah. always like, how do I blend? I mean, the first question is, how do I blend something at like 90 beats per minute with something with 70? And it just didn't make sense yeah. until you actually like get down to the mathematical, like, yeah. you know, breakdown yeah, of how to mix yeah. music. Oh my God. Like, I think when I first tried to learn beat matching, it's like, this, this is weird. I don't know if I like this. And then I just learned it out of scratch right away. But like when I first saw beat matching, I saw my uncle do it on turntables and I was like, so fascinated. He's like, oh, that's how it works. Yeah. But I just still, you know, it's like, I want to learn how to scratch. <laughs> Do you know how your uncle got into DJing? I actually, uh, I know he told me how, like, uh, he wanted to get into it. Like, by uh, he would always just, like, tag along as a, a roadie with my grandpa. Yeah. For his wedding gigs. And, like, he just, like, pretty much followed his footsteps through there into, like, the, the wedding DJ scene. Mm. You know, all, like, mostly mobile gigs and whatnot. So it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like, A, your grandpa's been he was doing it for like a long ass time. Yeah, like over twenty years. That's crazy. Twenty to twenty five years. Yeah. So another thing that's very interesting is the fact that like, it's it's the wedding DJ scene that you got into first. Mm-hmm. Like because that's a part of the business that I feel like not a lot of people really talk about. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you'll get a lot of like club DJs. I'll even get like Twitch DJs in here, but never like a wedding DJ. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But it's like so it's it's interesting because the way I see wedding DJs, you have to be a very good MC and you also have to just know like the very simple generic shit that gets played at a wedding. Oh also you have to like stay control of the time. Like you're like you're in control of the time of the wedding. And like your whole job is to like get the move, like the whole program moving on and whatnot. And like when I first started, I wasn't really too serious about it. Like I didn't know it was like, 
I didn't know the importance of handling a wedding at the time. And I didn't know, like, you have to, like, you have to handle weddings, like, with a sense of urgency as, like, you know, the night goes on. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's also a very important night for your clients. It's a wedding, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Like, you have to, if you have four or five hours to do everything that you need to do, and they're expecting, like, two hours worth of, like, dance, like, Mm -hmm. you got to make sure that you hit that two-hour mark. Yeah, right. But I do tell... I tell a lot of my wedding clients that once you give me the itinerary that a cake cutting, for example, is not 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's, it takes it's, five it, minutes it, for yeah, that shit. It's, uh, <laughs> 10 minutes at most. Yeah. Depending on like how many people are, are there. But like, I mean, if you're cutting the cake, like fucking slowly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like if you have like a massive attendance of like, you know, people attending and. Like, it may, may take some time serving, but, like, that's what the servers are for, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, you, once you've done a couple of weddings, you kind of know the science of everything. Yeah, like, yeah. like, one thing I like to tell a lot of my clients is, hey, like, we're going to take a big-ass group photo. Everybody get in the middle. All right, cheese, whatever. And then immediately afterwards, I'm just going to start playing party music since everybody's going to uh, be on the yeah. dance floor anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's, like, so many, like, hidden cues, like, you that you learn over time. To the point where it's just like, oh, I'm going to play this when this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have you had any, like, are there any, like, fail wedding DJ stories that you had? I I could share one with you right now while you think about it, right? So, um, my boy Rymix, he's the one who put me onto the wedding DJ scene, right? And um, one time, I didn't realize this was a very uh, Christian wedding. Oh. (laughs) So. Uh-oh. This is a very Christian wedding. Uh-oh. And for anybody who's ever just like witnessed me like be on the mic in real life, I say some very like crazy shit sometimes in a very clean way, right? So what had happened was was that um A, I didn't realize it was a very Christian wedding. So I get on the mic and then um we're about to eat. So they're like, hey, you know, like we want you to introduce the priest, blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. said, all right, cool. So I say, all right, everybody, at this point in time, I like to call the priest to the stage. And I was like, priest, you have a very important job right now. And everyone was kind of looking at me. I was like, the faster you go through this prayer, the faster everybody in here gets to eat. (laughs) Oh, my God, no. And and naturally, I'm over here thinking, like, people are going to laugh. And everybody's just like, this motherfucker, who is this guy? I can't believe you did that. Oh, my God. That would work on a certain audience. Yeah, and I thought I had the certain audience. Apparently, I had the the wrong audience to do it for. Now, did we get those clients back? Of course we didn't, but we got paid. God. Oh, my gosh. Wedding DJ fails, everybody. Or DJ wedding fails. Oh, man. I can't think of any. Like, I don't actually have any fails besides just, like, scenarios where it's just, like, it's just very stressful points in time. Like, where it's, like, either, like, a speech or we don't have the song that the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bridal party requested or just. People requesting music that aren't from the bridal party. Bro. Oh, my God. I hate that shit. Yeah, it's so annoying. Okay, so my question to you, Kizza. 
as a DJ, how do you handle song requests? <laughs> oh, I love this question. Um, so before on my old laptop, I had a sticker that says, sorry, no request. Uh huh. And, you know, people came up to me. I put them to the laptop and then they just walk away. <laughs> he had the fucking laptop do the talking for him. Yes. I, I had like, I remember I was doing like a, a, some school gigs. I had hella students come up to me for requests. I point to the laptop and then they just walk away. I love that. <laughs> I love the passive aggressiveness that the laptop has. Yeah. You're like, you don't have Shout to do Shout out to the laptop. Shout out to the fucking laptop. <laughs> have you seen this viral video of it's like some, some white chick just goes up to the DJ booth, mixer and everything, has like what I think is Gatorade and just pours it all over oh the my mixer God, and everything? Yes. Oh, that's the worst. I wonder, I wonder in that moment, like what the fuck happened like what like transpired into that yes like why like was it a song request or was it just some drunk bitch i don't know we'll never know we'll never know i would love to talk to that dj about what the fuck was going on like i I, i'm sure it sparked a lot of talk with among other djs oh yeah for sure because just like you know how much that setup is? I don't know what that how much that is, but that's a lot of money. Dude, seriously. I would be so fucking hot, bro. Yeah. You know you know what I do? Um I have a love hate for this thing right now, right? When people are doing song requests and they have their phone out right now and it's flashing just words Oh like, my god. Like play some bad bunny. Yeah, like oh my god, cuz like I think my new thing right now is uh when someone goes up to me and makes a song request, I show them this. <laughs> Wait, it says, sorry, no request on the phone. <laughs> Is that the same uh, sticker that you had on your laptop? No, I, I mean, uh, the one on my laptop was different, but I made this because, like, you know, people be showing their phones, so I show them my phone back. Yeah. So it's just like, two could play at that game. Hey, facts. I, again, I love the passive aggressiveness that we show over here in the <laughs> fucking DJ community. It's it's interesting when, um, I think that's another reason why I like Twitch so much is because when people do come with the song request, you're kind of just like... Well, I can block you right now, motherfucker. Oh, man. I will never forget that stream. I think it was also the first time I came across your channel where there's a guy who made a song request for some Roddy Rich song. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yes. like you blocked him. And he's like, you know what? We're going to play a song for him. Yeah. That <laughs> fool was just so impatient. I'm just like, bro, like I will play your song. Just fucking relax, kid. I don't know, man. It's, it's the beauty and also the... Like shit that we have to deal with on fucking Twitch. Can you believe it's been like two, almost three years that we've been streaming already? That's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Sorry, that was that was the guy who was working on the ceiling that is currently like punched through my hole right now. <laughs> Shout out to Kareem in the building. Um. So, bro, like, it's so interesting how my biggest regret from this entire pandemic is not starting TikTok early, like. I've seen a lot of people have success on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to DJ Lex. Shouts out to Precise. And most importantly, also shouts out to you, bro, because at a time in which I felt like we came in super late, you just defied all odds and are just fucking going so hard with it, man. So congratulations to you, you. But you. let's talk about your, your TikTok journey, man, because you've been going crazy. Uh-huh. How does it feel? You know, I'm not where I want to be at yet. But it's definitely amazing to, like, see how far I've come. 
Because like, I remember when I, like, I first tried to start getting into it, it was like maybe. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I made my count like me either like 2020 or 2021. I think, no, it was 2020. Mm. It was 2020. I made my account. I didn't know what the heck to post. I was just posting stuff that I had, like other funny videos that I probably had, like in my Snapchat that I don't use anymore. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I'll probably show it to you Damn. sometime. But The X-Files. Yeah. This is like a stuff I made in high school. This is like stuff that would be on Vine if Vine was still around. Mm. But I would just post them and then like it came to the point where like, I don't know how this app works. And then I just let it marinate. And then I had one friend who had like, he was, like, pretty popping on TikTok at the time. My friend Rodney, the actor. Shout out to Rodney Pablo. Shout out to Rodney. He was the one that, like, kind of, like, influenced me to get into TikTok first. And, like, he told me to just, like, try to, like, follow, like, another DJ and see how they do their videos and whatnot. So, like, I was copying a lot of, like, Precise's format of, like, you know, the one, two, three, top this songs or whatever. Shout out to Precise, too. Yeah, and, like... I, I really paid attention to it, but, like, I never, I was just always questioning myself, like, when am I going to start doing this? How would I do this, you know? Yeah. And, like, it didn't really click to me until, like, around 2021, May, May of 2021. I kind of, like, figured out how to do it. I just used my Twitch streaming setup with, like, the OBS, and I all I did was just change the camera to a vertical. And I, like, I, I figured, like, there's also, like, a way, like, you have to stand out among, like, other people within your niche, on TikTok, and like, there's a lot of DJs on TikTok for sure, right? And like, the way I wanted to stand out was through like visuals, just like on Twitch. And my mm. visuals were music videos, so I'm basically DJing slash VJing on TikTok. Yeah, I want to say you are the at least from who I've seen, and I haven't seen every single DJ on TikTok. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, you're probably the only video DJ on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because you've literally did that for the entire duration of like Twitch anyway. So it just made sense for you. Right. Do you feel like you've had an advantage from just BJing yeah, on TikTok? Most definitely. Cause uh, I think just from like all the, like the, all this, all the stuff from Twitch streaming, I was able to eventually bring it on to TikTok somehow. And it's just pretty cool. It's like, like uh, there's like all this knowledge I picked up from Twitch streaming went into TikTok, and like the thought of like getting into TikTok sooner, like the the you know that instance you brought up, like I think it's just like you know the right there's a time and place for everything you know, mm. and like I think I needed to learn how to use Twitch or like stream on Twitch first before I could do what I could do now on TikTok. So what did you learn on Twitch that you directly applied to TikTok? Mostly like all the settings, like orientation wise, just like making it so it's like catered to the iPhone or mm-hmm. whatever phone. And um, also probably just being able to use like music videos and like DJing on OBS and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. like you already know like how my, my shit set up. Yeah. It's just I, I don't use I don't have two computers. I have one. 
And it's You're super crazy, powerful. by the way. You're crazy. It's you so and powerful. DJ Mish are crazy. <laughs> what does Mish do? Mish literally DJs and streams off of one MacBook. Oh, man, that's what's up. You, you, yeah. you don't hear that every day. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck both of you. I would never be ballsy enough to do that. That is one thing I will oh, never fucking do. Dang, I didn't know Mish could do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, when we were at uh, Mish's, I think it was birthday stream, I was like, oh, so this is one setup right here. So we can't fuck up. We can't We can't move your laptop at all. And that shit felt like it was running on fucking, like, five fans. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how y'all do that, man. Yeah, like, I think there came to a point where, like, my laptop, uh, my laptop took a toll at some point. Where, like, I think ever since I added, like, the snap cam feature on it, my, 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 my laptop started to take a dump. Yeah, fuck and, like, I, that. That's when I, st- I started to stream less because of that. Yeah, I remember because... I think the one thing DJs are very scared to do right now is update their laptop. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Serato just cannot work anymore. Yeah, that happened to me with, like, the Big Sur update at the time. And, like, my S11 wouldn't connect, so I had to, like, go back to a two-laptop setup. Jesus unfortunately. Christ. And then I think a, a happy accident happened. I accidentally cracked my, my newer laptop screen, and I, uh, I had Apple Care on it. So I only had to pay a hundred bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I would if I if I didn't, I'd have to pay like seven or eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still on Catalina. Yeah, good, <laughs> good. Don't don't upgrade. Do not upgrade. I'm not updating at do all. Not, do not do not just do not. Like I, I learned my lesson, and afterwards, like uh, when my happy accident happened, they basically sent like a new laptop to me. So it's like, oh, this is lit. I could do the stuff I wanted to do it again. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's why I'm like I've been like able to do all those crazy visuals on Twitch again. And then also like I'm like able to make more TikTok videos. Like I think before when like my laptop took a toll, I couldn't make that many TikTok videos. So let me ask you this, because you and I have had conversations about just how our draft our literal drafts on TikTok are just insane. But you go through how many videos when you do a TikTok recording session do you actually create? Most of t- most it took me it's like six to eight hours. Yeah, six to eight hours. Yeah, like that's also from like it's not even like I don't like knock out so many videos within that time span. It's because like the list I make, like either ten to fifteen songs. It's hard to get them down in one try. <laughs> it's hard to get them down in one try. And most of my people, most of my audience that watch my videos, they don't know how much work it takes. <laughs> it takes a lot of work just for me to just for me to get comments like, "Yo, where's this song? Yo, you forgot this song. Man, the song's not on the list. Who cares? Like, oh my god. Just enjoy the video. Maybe I did forget it. Enjoy the video. Motherfucking people. People do not understand the difficulty it takes to put in 15 songs in 60 seconds. The most I did was 17. And let me tell you, TikTok has like a cap limit for character, like text (laughs) characters. There's one video I'm posting soon and you could tell I ran out of text characters because one of the years is like a GIF. God damn. Oh my God. And people don't understand my dilemma. Like, yes. I try to explain it. It's like, yeah, of course, like, yeah, I totally understand your dilemma. You left out this song because you're young, huh? I'm like, 
you know what? I'm not even going to explain myself. Never mind. <laughs> it comes to a point where you just become so immune to all the fucking hate comments where it's like, bro, you don't know what the fuck I did. What the fuck I had to go like, through just to like, get to all like, this. It's like, there's some points where like, I'm just like triggers. I'm just like, like if you were a DJ mixing 17 songs, you would know. But no one's doing that. So I'm just like, no one could relate to me like That's, that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally get you, bro. And it's funny because um, I think when even I was starting to do the sample shit for a little bit and uh, shout out to who sampled. That's where I get all my shit, yeah, by the way. Shout out to who sampled. <laughs> I will admit that's how I was able to make all these videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who sampled for all of you who are just wondering. That doesn't mean I'm not well versed. That means I know how the fuck to do my research. That Kizan knows how to do his research. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, bro, I like I to I'll tell you, I was stressed the fuck out trying to like download every single song, but also in the back of my head thinking like, well, what songs can I keep out? What songs are not as important as the other ones? Because there's no way I'm trying to fit more than ten songs uh -huh. on this fucking sixty second video, bro. It's I don't think people really understand the difficulty that comes with creating the, whether it be POV content or especially sample content that you create, bro. Yeah. Another thing too, like people will say like, oh, his mixing was whack. Like, I don't like, I can't show that much skill within like all those songs. <laughs> like as much as I love to show all the skill that I have, like, you know, like I, so there's some points where like, I really like my, this, the skillful side of me wants to like show off and whatnot, but I can't with this, like certain content, yeah. you know? Cause like, you know, you know, it's fun. I, I, I totally get you because yeah. you, again, you can't try to do something super fancy with uh -huh. 17 songs in 60 seconds. But what's so interesting to me is that, and you know, I, I will say this, I will blatantly say this is that I think watching, um, you, a lot of people have become uh, inspired to do DJ content on TikTok. And it's so interesting to me how even when I'll come across like random DJs, it feels like on TikTok, the more skill you show, the less appealing it is for everybody. Dude, oh my God, you get it now. Oh my God. <laughs> It's you like such it. a shitty feeling, it bro. It really is. Like, I think when, my, when I first started, I was showing off all this skill I had. I'm just like, why isn't it popping off? And I just realized, like, it, it's because TikTok, like, you know, the content you make has to appeal to, like, you know, the, the people on the For You pages and whatnot. Like, yeah. if they, they like it. And, like, most of the skillful stuff that, like, any DJ could do. Like, you could be the most skillful DJ. But, like, if people don't know what the heck is going on, if your song selection's whack. Then, yeah, yeah, it's just it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, it sucks to like your the social media page, but to other DJs, they'll find it dope. Yeah, but you know, relatively speaking, I think if you are someone who is like you know, and this, let's say you're coming from a place where you just know you're like a very skilled DJ, right? Uh huh. I think it would suck to know that. Like, I think it sucks to know that, like, the most simple shit will just pop off on TikTok, oh bro. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, you got – like, I will literally see DJs who are very well-versed, uh, like, technical DJs, and I, like, praise that shit. That shit is fire. And then I will see people who are just doing very simple transitions. Mashups and whatnot. Mashups, the craziest shit. So <clears throat> I actually had a conversation with Kizza 
about maybe like three weeks ago. And it was funny because um, I popped off on TikTok because I was just making MySpace content. Mm-hmm. That's and how he first popped off. He popped up first before me. Yeah. And so what was funny is that I was like, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll make a list. I'll make a little list, whatever. I'll just mix whatever songs are cool. And then I was like, fuck, I just want to do something else. I don't want to just be like MySpace, right? And then Kizza, I, I told Kizza, I was like, hey, bro, like, I think I'm just going to do like regular simple mixes like literally one song into the next just bpm match whatever and he's like bro like just do that with the myspace shit and it'll pop off and i'm like all right fuck it i'll try it and, and it, worked, it works like, again <laughs> yeah it's like now you gotta stick to it yeah now i'm gonna stick to it but to my point is just that like it, it's interesting the way i've kind of figured out social media based off the conversations that we've had based on conversations that i've had with uh jay quillen especially for mexipino podcast it's like it's kind of interesting how the internet is kind of very it's a lot easier to maneuver through now than it was just a couple years ago definitely most definitely yeah like like the, the the resources we have right now is like such a game changer. Like even if you're just like not even like just a DJ on TikTok, like a content creator, you could be like either like a chef or cook. You can make like funny skits on TikTok. You could be an upcoming art music artist. Like it could really it's it could really do a lot for you. It's just like you have to be making engaging content, mm-hmm. be consistent with it, post every day. Like for anyone who's like at least consider getting onto TikTok. Like, what's stopping you? Yeah. Ain't nothing really stopping you. Like, there's no con of, like, you know, posting every day. Yeah. Aren't you on, like, a mission to post one every day? Yeah. Like, I think uh, I started, like, August 26th. Like, oh, uh, and you've been posting every day since then? Yeah, that, uh, wow. like posting every day of since August 26th. Like, I would post, like, like, every other day here and there, like, starting after, like, first week of July. Cause like that's when I, I like I built all this motivation because I, I I just recently got out of relationship around that time mm-hmm. I was like heartbroken devastated and then I think uh, after one week of just like you know like like controlling my thoughts and like whatever was going through on in my mind I posted like one video it was like it was like a TikTok I already made but I posted it on an Instagram reel and it was the Pilo video mm. and I didn't even know Pilo shared it yeah so then it was just popping on. I was like yo this is dope and then. It like suddenly just sparked my mind. It's like, yo, I, I think I'm gonna keep doing this. Yeah. And then eventually, like, like more and more videos came through, and like I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try to post every day now, and I just never stopped. So, Kizza, as somebody who has just been like obviously blowing up on TikTok, like, what would you advise people who are trying to go along that same route? Honestly, just stick to what content you want to keep making. Also. Follow whatever content creators is in the same niche as you. That's like a big takeaway for me because like, you know, like if you just create whatever you just feel like, it might not click with people because TikTok is like very heavily trend, like heavily trend focused to the point where like you want to follow people's trends like in order to stay relevant. Yeah, like the algorithm will only feed other people like what they're already used to. Right, right, right. Which is a form of brainwashing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when you put it that way, like, (laughs) I didn't even think of it that way. (laughs) But but I mean, shit, you use it to your advantage. Yeah, Yeah, but like, anyways, like, it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like, to the point where, like, if you want to be original, you have to follow the trends first in order to build that following to in order to, you know, make original content. Like for me, I follow trends from like DJ Lex, DJ Precise, DJ Galaxy, and I just like, you know, I just follow their format of how they made their videos and like try to like implement my own style into it mm-hmm. to the point where like I get comments that give me ideas where like once you build enough of a following, people will pitch ideas for you where the sample stuff came to me when a like one of the users, I forgot his username, but he pitched this idea is like, oh, you should do a video of just, oh, honey, and then just keep going from there. Mm. And then that's how my know the sample chain react or chain chronological chain sample video started to happen. Damn. Yeah. And it was like all because like uh, these three blast video blast sample videos I posted. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember those. Oh, yeah. so that's when it started. Yeah. It kind of started through there. Like I just do it. I was just doing blast sample videos. Because I was just like, there's just one time where I just heard a song. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to do a TikTok on this. Mm. And then from there, you know, that's how I started to blow up now. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, consistency, like just doing the damn thing every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like for a couple things, like, especially as a DJ in this day and age, it is very pivotal that you are also a content creator. Like, you have to literally show off your music knowledge and your skill and you can't really do too much of both if it's too much knowledge i feel like you're just flooding everybody with like you know so much shit if it's too much skill it's not appealing enough right so you kind of have to find that middle ground which i mean you've done so well over the past couple of months bro especially when like it comes to like i love when i get these comments like People who don't know or understand how DJing works and they comment in your videos like, why are you pressing all those buttons? Why are you like, why are you acting like you're doing this? And like, <laughs> I just reply with a video where I can finally show my skills. Like, thank you for commenting that uh, commenting this. Like, I've been waiting for all these comments to happen. This is pre-recorded, isn't it? <laughs> you pre-recorded. You this. just pressed play, didn't you? <laughs> it's just a playback. You're just acting. You know, what's funny now that now that you mentioned that I was spinning at the L.A. Kings game once. And, like, this kid, it didn't piss me off, but it made me, like, laugh so hard. But, you know, I was going in for, like, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And this kid comes up to me. I wouldn't even say he's a kid. I say he's probably, like, 18, 19, right? Comes up to me. He's like, hey, bro, so, like, you're not actually, like, doing anything, are you? Like, you're kind of just pressing play. I'm like, (laughs) what? I'm like, well, no. he's, he's, he's asking a genuine question. No, and that was the crazy part. Like, he genuinely asked me that. He wasn't trying to be a dick. He just genuinely asked that. So at that point, I was like, do people really think DJs just aren't doing shit? Dude, uh, it's because uh, we're at a time and point where, like, turntablists aren't as appealing anymore. It's mostly the EDM festival DJs. Yeah. Because, like, they created an image for us DJs now where, like, we look like we're producers. We're not producers. We're DJs. We manipulate music. Yeah. So, like, it's just, like, like the image of EDM DJs tarnished the image of turntablist DJs mm. by so much. Like, this is, like, like when I first started DJing, too, like, from what I've noticed. Because, like, a lot of people think it's just, like, like, like 
big DJs like Dylan Francis and whatnot, like like they even like admit like all he did was press play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like it it also becomes like a big joke here and there. And like people will laugh. Some people will like also give their like fair share of hate on it. But at the end of the day, like they're doing their own thing, we're doing our own thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like at the end of the day, like as long as you can, I mean, first of all, I, I mean, sh- shout out to like the EDM DJs. Yeah, shout who out could, to like, the EDM DJs. Really, there's, there's still some dope EDM DJs. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they make some great music. Like, but like there's just like some EDM DJs that are also turntables, like A Track Craze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Four Colors Act. Like there's still some dope. EDM DJs out there. Yeah, who do shit live. And when you hear, like, you know, just, like, slight mess-ups, it's like, it's cool. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, there's also, like, SK-83, Miles Medina, Jay Espinosa. The list goes on. Yeah, the list definitely goes on. But, you know, so when I see one, it's very obvious that somebody just pressed play. I'm kind of just like, <sighs> but then... At the same time, like if they're able to still rock the crowd, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, it's yeah, okay. They're like, not like they 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 just press play. Yeah, they yeah. just press play. So um, yeah, man. I mean, shouts out to each and every one of you who are just DJing the way you do. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I believe DJing is about just rocking a party and making people dance. How would you define DJing? DJing is a discipline celebrated by. It's authenticity where people could define it the way they want to as for like the way I define it. It's like an art of like the art of party, party rocking, mm. art of party rocking. Like not, not everyone could rock a party. Only dope DJs could. And like my biggest takeaway is just be dope. You know, is as cliche as it sounds, just be dope. That's what my mentor said to me. So I love that. Y'all just love the little sentimental moment right here on the Nico Blitz podcast. We love to see it. We love to see it. Um, so Kizza, I was um I was talking to Mish about this on one of the previous podcasts, and um she had raised a very good question, and this kind of goes back to uh, you know, there are different tiers of DJs, right? At least the way I see it. You can correct me if you see it in a different way, right? But the way I see DJing is just like, or these tiers of DJs. One, you got the DJs who are super popping, but aren't that good. And then you have the DJs who are super good, but that but are not that popping. And then you have that sweet spot of the people who are really good and also popping. So let's say we're omitting that last part where you're like a super popping DJ and you're also very good. As a club owner, who do you hire? Do you hire the DJ who is very popping and not that good or needs some sk- needs some work? Or do you hire the DJ who's very good but not that popping? <sighs> From this standpoint, I already know, what, <laughs> I, I already know the, right, the, the answer for them. You pick the DJ that's more popping because they could bring more people. Mm. And unfortunately, like this is like also like one of my problems when I first started, I had a hard time bringing people in and I was like, you know, like I always worked on my craft, but Mm -hmm. I just couldn't bring people in. And like the reason why I was like, I also been like trying to like build my image on TikTok. I want more people to come out to my shows. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, like I think over summer, either it was like a bad day or not. I had a couple of gigs where, 
Like I DJed on Father's Day, and it was like also like the host is like the host of the event's birthday. Mm, he brought out all the dads. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, no, he didn't. No, uh, but like it was dead at first, and like you know, like I didn't have any friends come out because it's Father's Day. Mm. Everyone's with their father, and I was just doing my thing, and like I was the all I was also the headliner too, which was crazy, and. It was dead at the beginning of my set, but I was able to pull in like a whole crowd in from of strangers, and by the end of my set, the place, the whole place was packed. I was like, mm. "Yo, this is, this is something to be like, you know, it's something to feel good about." Because yeah. like that doesn't happen a lot, you know. Yeah, like it, just a whole, a whole crowd of strangers just come in, yeah, and start to dance because they like your the music you're playing, the song selection, and like not a lot of like club owners would pay attention to like how like skilled you are i was still flashing my skill at that day of and like yeah. i like by the end of my set so many people dapped me up for like like the the crazy transitions i was like putting out and whatnot mm -hmm. and etc and like like even like came to the point where it's like yo it's like such a dope set man like you let me know if you never need anything i would like yeah. I, I, like i'll help you get your image up there and whatnot blah 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 and it's just it's just like a humbling experience a very humbling experience. That's lit, bro. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. And, you know, I think going back to your point is that you're using TikTok as your marketing tool because we all know that a club would want to hire somebody who's going to bring in a lot of people. Naturally, clubs want to make money. Clubs want it to look like it's bumping all the time. So I totally get it. And the way I see it is that a DJ's free time, if you're not, practicing should be putting yourself out there on social media as much as possible. We've seen people's careers like just super take off. I mean, you know, I've, I'm seeing yours take off. Like I'm sure you've gotten like um, requests for gigs, like, you know, in your DMS from like TikTok and everything. But at the end of the day, it's like we're living in a day and age where the marketing tools are literally right in your hands mm -hmm. and it's free and it beats doing a free gig out there somewhere out there oh, to like market yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's free exposure, free exposure. And yeah. like, I think most of the DJs that like, uh, like there's like a lot of DJs who will hate on like, you know, they'll say like, we're either clout chasing or whatnot. But like at the end of the day, we're like, we're also putting ourselves out there because we're, we've adapted to like, what's the new wave of like putting ourselves out there, you know? Say that shit again. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, like, you can hate on all you want, but, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, like us DJs adapting to the new wave of putting ourselves out there. Yeah, and whether you've adapted to, you know, and there's, you can clearly see, like, how DJs have adapted over the years, right? So, oh, yeah. I mean, first you've obviously had turntables, and then you get into waves of, like, controllers, Right. And I think live streaming even happened like before Twitch. Right. But then as of recently and then it's like video DJing. Oh, my God, this is so cool. And then it's like, OK, then it's Twitch. Now it's TikTok. Like you mm -hmm. ever think about like whatever the fucking next wave is. But it's like I hope yourself, myself and, you know, all our friends and anyone who's a DJ is just prepared for whatever the next wave is, because that's something next to hop on. For real. Like, I'm just happy to like I rode all the waves so far, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like or at least from when I started. Yeah, I think it's just 
like being able to ride all the waves of like social media and whatnot is definitely a benefit like a beneficial experience like you get to absorb like all the inter- information from like from those platforms and also network with all the people on those platforms as well yeah yeah and, you know and just as a testament too it's just like i mean you know even you and i have Shoot, yeah, we've had like maybe just one gig together. I think that's it, like in real life gig. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we had one in real life gig, but then even I'm like being very particular about who I book because I'm like, okay, well, if I book Kizza, it makes sense because we have like the same crowd which we've developed on uh, Twitch. Twitch, yeah, right. So it's like the more you network with other DJs and the more that you've just like built your crowd on like common platforms with your DJ friends, the more than likely if you guys have a show together that they are going to come out. And I've literally seen this work. Like, it's no science, honestly. Yeah, it's just like... It's not rocket it, science. Yeah, it's, it's just all by association. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. So, shout out to the DJs who have been developing uh, their presence on social media. DJ Kizza is definitely somebody to follow. Somebody to uh, just simply learn from. And I'm happy to call you my friend, bro. Truthfully. Yeah, I have, I'm so glad to come across you. You changed, like, you're a pivotal point of my whole DJ career for sure. Oh, man. Well, I do want to say, like, you know, I think watching, like, your streams over, like, Twitch and especially watching what you do on TikTok, bro. Like, I tell Jackie all the time, like, man, Kizza fucking inspires the fuck out of me. So, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I think seeing you, like, do your thing on social media and just being very consistent with it, it reminds me, like, okay, I need to be just as consistent. I mean, at right at this point in time right now, it's been every day for maybe like the past like two weeks. So I'm going to see how much longer I can do like an every single day type. Yeah, thing. I'm sure you could do it. You did like three, 365 days of streaming. Oh, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> you kidding me? Like my whole takeaway of this year is just like being consistent in general. Like I also like social media and then also even working out. Mm. I'm working on my diet, but that's good. You know, like like I've been working out like every day, like at least a mile a day. That's good. So, yeah. Um, so what are your goals for the rest of like 2022, whether it be like as a person or as a DJ? Mostly just work on my craft. Um, get closer to 1 million followers on TikTok. Nice. That's the whole goal. Also, like maybe get closer to 100K. Who knows if I'll ever cross it or not. 100K on Instagram. IG? Instagram. Yeah. I was about to say, I think you're at like 101 on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Or no, I think 106 or 7. Something. Yeah. Way yeah. past 100. Yeah. I know it's going to take a minute, but like just trust the process, you know? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. All right. Well, DJ Kiz, everybody. Where can everybody find you? Oh, wait. Before, I always forget to ask this question to all my guests and I always save it for last, but why Kizza? Why Kizza? Yeah. Why DJ Kizza? Uh so, it's heavily inspired by RZA, Jizza of Wu-Tang Clan, and also SZA. But I went with DJ Kizza because RZA and Jizza are both rappers of Wu-Tang Clan. SZA's a singer. And it came to the point where it's like, there's no DJ who goes by, like, those names. And, like, the way their names are, like, set up, they're, like, acronyms, but they're, like, their letters are actually the super alphabet, or supreme alphabet, excuse me. And, like, each of those acronyms stand by something. Mm. Yeah, so like RZA stands for, like the R stands for ruler, Jizza, G stands for, my God, I think, he made it stand for genius, mm, SZA okay, stands okay. for self-savior, Kizza, the K stands for king. I love that, mm-hmm. I love that so much. I'm happy to finally know that, I've never asked you that in all these years that I've known you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Where can everybody find you, bro? DJ KZA on all platforms. There we go. 
This is Nico Blitz Podcast, DJ Kizza, and we are out, everybody. Peace.